now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new ultra creepy edition of Over the Lines Highly Suspect. Welcome back. Welcome back, Trish. Welcome back to you. So glad you're here. So you think it's going to be creepy tonight, huh? It's going to be super creep. It's going to be Creeper 2.0. Well, that music was creepy. It actually was. I think we're going to start sticking with that. That's good. I want everyone to know the uh, dedication that we have uh, on this show, especially this one, because I, I don't even know that I would have done this with the regular over-the-line show, but it is uh, 11 o'clock at night right now and we're doing it i didn't realize it was so late which is good for a super spooky conspiracy show but wow i gotta admit just like last friday night's friday night live i just got in from out of town and yeah. we're throwing this together yeah i think you left for work at what six this morning Oy vey. yes <laughs> he's I tired I am. I'm exhausted, and I'm, I'm trying to hold it together the best I can, but, you know, when you got as much going on in the studio and with the three shows that we now have, um, it's it's enough to get you motivated. I mean, yeah. you may need a uh, little bit of, you know, uh, alcohol to keep you going, maybe a couple <laughs> beers, something like that, but, but... Oh, we keep it going. So I got the Jägermeister and the, and the I got a six sixer of Bud Light on the way home because I'm like, man, I am just I am beat. You look tired. I always look tired, don't I? No, you you say, look, I think you say that every show. You look really tired. Well, you you know you work seven days a week most weeks, so yeah, you have every reason to be tired. How how do you? This is your first time doing a show in the studio with the new setup. Mm-hmm. How do you like it? How do you feel right now? Official, isn't it nice that we it's can so nice we can talk and there's not a bunch of echoing? And well, you know, I don't notice stuff like that. Oh, god, we drive I'm me not crazy. seasoned to this yet, so I'm not noticing little stuff like that that, that you notice. But it, it drove me nuts. I do like the soundproofing, it looks pretty cool in here. Yeah, looks good. And you did a good job with our background tonight. Yes, thank you. Look thank at those you. pictures hung, look how perfect they are, straight and even. <laughs> good job. Look at that. Did such a good job. Put a little plant there. Oh, no, look at that. Um, no, it's really nice, and you have done a fantastic job and put stuff together. Uh, very excited to say that Sunday, uh, P. Diddy and I will be doing a Father's Day episode of the podcast. It's going to be going on the Over the Line Burner account uh, YouTube page, but you'll be able to find it on all the other places as well because we're not posting exclusively to the burner account until we can get some of y'all over there so if you haven't added it burner account uh and highly suspect this show right here also patreon don't forget about that and uh patreon.com slash andrew mcclain who and vapor forge always much love yes. to those guys so what is tonight's highly suspect show about so tonight we're going to be talking about the Denver airport. Oof. I was pretty excited when you actually brought that this topic up. You know, I sent him a list of topics that I wanted to, you know, start looking at for the future shows. And he said, hey, why don't we do the Denver airport? And I was really surprised by that. Yeah. So do you want to tell him why you chose the Denver airport? Well, like the real reason? 
Well, yeah. Well, the <laughs> I want you to make something up. The real reason I chose the Denver airport is because um, I had uh, an Uber passenger mm-hmm. that was a flight attendant, and I was telling that passenger about our show, and they said, hey, do you know about the Denver airport? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately, I have nightmares about it ever since Trish showed it to me. And she said, you should do one on that. And I said, you know what? That's a good idea. I think we're yeah. going to do that. There you go. And that's how we ended up here. Yeah. So the Denver airport, I do want to tell you that it's very interesting that um, this time around when I looked into the Denver airport, I noticed that a lot of the videos um, and articles about it are either, I don't want to call them shadow banned, but they're not coming up for you anymore like they used to. Mm. There used to be tons of videos on the Denver airport. And uh, now when you look up the Denver airport on YouTube or Google, you find a a lot of um, debunking videos that were done by the airport itself, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting that they're putting any time and effort into that. Um, And a lot of news reports, you know, like Channel 13 would go out there and do, you know, a report on it. Right. I thought that was very kind of crazy. That is. So anyway, did a lot of digging. (laughs) <laughs> she did. She's done a lot of research on yeah. this, and uh, there's some very creepy stuff about this. Well, fortunately, I had looked into this many years ago, so I knew what to look for, and that's the only reason I was able to, you know, dig up some of this stuff because you could, you just can't find it anymore like you used to. So, well, I, in this day and age, uh, the way things are taken off the internet and people mm-hmm. are silenced for one reason or another. You end up, you know, not being able to find that stuff, especially if powerful people are tied to it. You know what I'm saying? Well, and there are some whether, powerful people tied to it. Whether that's big tech or Hollywood or political figures or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. give us, a, a, let's start off, give us some examples of what is, by the way, look at our computer. It gives us the temperature and the cloud coverage. The cloud coverage. Look at that. How cool is that? You act brand new sometimes. It's 71 degrees at 11 o'clock in Alabama. I wish I knew what it was in this room. I have my sweater in my lap just in case I have to put it on. It feels all right in here. It's all right. Normally it's freezing in this office. All right, give us some examples of uh, what, if someone were to go to the Denver airport, what would they find? Well, I think we need to start with the basics about the airport. Okay. Okay. So the basics on the airport is it was built, um, well, it was opened in 1995, and it was replacing um, the Stapleton Airport, which was only six miles outside of Denver. It was fully functional. Um, Some reports say that it didn't need to be replaced at all, while other reports say that, yeah, it needed to be updated, um, but not completely shut down. So... Um, it was, like I said, six miles outside of Denver, and they chose to move um, this new airport. I'm not sure how much further outside of Denver. I didn't look to see, um, but I want to say it's like an, out, an hour maybe outside of Denver. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember, but um, yeah, but that's that's been one of the biggest complaints about it is that it, it didn't need to be built in the first place. Mm-hmm. They had a fully functioning airport. The budget to build this airport was $1.7 billion, and it ended up costing $4.8 to build this thing. Yeah, sounds like government. That's a that's a big difference. We're talking billion with the B. And why why the the dramatic difference? Well, that's part of the conspiracies. Yeah. What what did they actually do with that money? And it took twice as long to build the thing. So, 
Um, that of course leads to a lot of conspiracies in itself. It's got underground railway systems, uh, tunnels underneath it that they don't dispute. I mean, that's not anything they dispute. Um, but yeah, it's, they dug out 110 million cubic feet of dirt when they were building this, this airport. 110 million. million. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. There's something under there. All that money and all <laughs> that work, and and they're they're taking out the smoking rooms. You remember when airports used to have smoking rooms? I can't believe they took those out. And uh, obviously, I don't need them. I don't mm-hmm. smoke cigarettes, and I can the vape I use, like this guy right here, I can use this and do it discreetly where nobody knows I'm vaping. Are you allowed to vape in airports? No, absolutely okay. not. That, I wonder but why. It's all about. It's all about technique and procedure. So watch this. You know, normally I'll hit it and it'll blow out a big cloud, right? Right. You take a moderate hit, you hold it in as long as you can, and you get your nicotine <laughs> in your body, and then you go, <laughs> boom. Didn't even know I was vaping, did you? Did you really do it? Yeah. Because I stopped watching you. Oh, well. At one point. It worked, trust me. Okay, good. I'm glad. You can feel the effects of 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. I can already tell. I'm going to be off It's going to be interesting. Absolutely. So the biggest thing that, um, besides the tunnels and the cost of the airport that make people wonder what's going on at this airport, is the artwork that they chose to put inside the airport. Uh, First of all, in order to um, choose what pieces they were going to do, what murals, what statues. They had committees of politicians, um, local politicians, that decided, that signed off on this artwork. They have over 40 pieces of art in the, in the um, I almost called it a museum, <laughs> inside the airport. So there's a vast array of pieces in there. Right. Okay. But there are some that are controversial, for sure controversial. Um, like, like how? Well, first of all, just the design of the airport itself. You can see in the first picture. Um, let's see. Use your use your uh, use my pointer. <laughs> so we got her. I got her a pointer so she can point the screen <laughs> at which picture we need. Well, you know what you've done. Like this is not this is not the actual. It's not the right folder. This is not the right folder. What about this guy? That is see okay. airport one. All right. If you can just pull that little guy up. <laughs> you sound like me. What I know. Look at that little guy. Okay, you see the tent-like structure that's going over the airport? Mm-hmm. That is artwork that they designed so that it would look like the mountain range. So that it would kind of blend in to the scenic view of I, the airport. I mean, it looks neat. It's pretty cool. And at night, it's it's very beautiful it, it, up against the night sky. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. Um, so that's, that's art in itself. But if you want to go on to the next picture. Let's see here. This guy. <laughs> Maybe I should just be in charge of the pictures. No, I got you. <laughs> I got you, boo. <laughs> All right. You've got two. The airport has two gargoyles sitting in suitcases, um, which is disturbing to say the least to look at. Like they're, you know, head high. So they're right above your head when you're walking through the baggage claim area. And their explanation for these gargoyles is that they are to protect the baggage as it comes off of the plane and to the passengers. Right. We know how the airport does with baggage. Nothing's (laughs) protecting that baggage. Right. So do you know what I think of when I see these gargoyles? Did you ever watch Ghostbusters as a kid? 
Yeah. You know, the statues on the, the buildings that came oh, to yeah. life. That's what I think of when I see these things. They're terrifying. That is terrifying. But, you know, they did used to use gargoyles um, on buildings in, in the older days to to protect the buildings. So maybe there's a little bit of truth to that. Maybe. But that is the airport's explanation. Okay. The next one, um, you see the picture four, is a statue called, well, the locals call it Blucifer. It's a 32... Lucifer, yeah. come on. It's a 32-foot statue of a Mustang. All right? He's electric blue. He's got veins popping out of his skin, and his light, his eyes light up at night. No, no. They, uh-uh. they light up red. Uh-uh. Some sites call this the Satan's Horse, so I don't know if that is its official name, but the, all the locals call him Lucifer. Yeah, that, that's got Satanism, Satan worship been written all over it. There's no <laughs> yeah, doubt. Yeah, but like I said, most of the sites call him Satan's horse, but I couldn't find what the actual artist called him. So, Who um, cares, right? You want to know what's interesting is when he was being constructed, a part fell off and killed the sculptor. Mm, of course it did. Yeah, his children had to come and finish the actual art piece for the airport. His children are crazy. I mean, isn't that crazy? So they, a lot of people say that it's haunted, obviously, you know. Is this the same guy? That's the same one at night, so, and those, are, those, that's what his eyes look like at night. Isn't mm. that crazy? No way. That's creepy. It is, and it's in between, it's on the interstate, like, going into the airport, they call it an interstate, so it's right in between the middle, it's like, each the direction. High. Hell. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. I was watching one newscast, and the and the lady said, "Every time I go to the airport, it just freaks me out." Yeah. Why would you want to welcome your passengers with that? You know. Mm. I'd be like, uh, "When's the next flight to get up on hill?" I know it's kind of crazy. So those aren't even the most disturbing art pieces, though. You know, we've got. The murals, there's a set of four murals that tell a story. This first one that he pulled up is called Peace and Harmony with Nature. And if you look at it, you can see like the the forest behind the children is on fire. And then the city in the background is also on fire. Um, the children are surrounding extinct animals that are dead in the picture. They're not alive. They are dead. Look at this. Look how <laughs> terrifying this is. Oh, yes. These children are crying. If you could zoom in on them, I don't think you can. The children are crying, but these are extinct animals in this picture, um, as well as some plants that are going extinct. You see at the bottom of the picture, you see three children in caskets. Okay. There's one. Is, and these two are children as well? Yes, there are three children in caskets. The one on the right is clutching a Bible and has the yellow star that the Nazis used to identify Jewish people. Oh, There's a lot of symbolism in this stuff. I would encourage you to pull these things up and really look at them. What's the symbolism with this? What looks like bones? It looks or like teeth? a rib cage to me. Or a rib cage. Yeah. You got a turtle who's mm-hmm. either sleeping or dead. No, as these well. are dead animals. So yeah, that that well definitely looks dead. Why is the penguin in a glass case? <laughs> is she trying to get it out of the forest fire? I don't safely? know. Mm. I don't know what the symbolism behind that is. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Our people are weird. Well, and and I have to say, when I went to um, look at the artist that drew this stuff, most of his stuff looks like this not quite more as morbid as this um but his style is definitely like this okay yeah 
Um, if you want to go to the next one. Now, this particular piece has got um, children dressed in native attire and they're surrounding, uh, I'm sorry, they're surrendering their weapons. So if you could really zoom in, you could see that they're holding swords. And those swords are wrapped in uh, flags from different countries that are typically or known to be at war with each other, like America and Russia, um, yeah, Iraq, Iran. You can see it, you can see the uh, Israeli and mm -hmm. Palestinian flags here. They're wrapped together and they're wrapped around the swords. You there's see, Waldo. <laughs> you see, in this very center, there's a young boy and he is crafting his um, sword into a tool. Uh, so it looks like they're surrendering their weapons. Whoa. Now that's creepy. And you can see at the bottom, you see a, a soldier that appears to be dead holding his gun with white doves sitting on, on his hip. The white doves representing what? Peace? peace? Yes. So, it, And it actually says peace on the banner through the middle of the picture. If you notice, the weapons, the, the swords, if you will... They're wrapped in the flag of their respective country. You know, right. you see Turkey and, and Great Britain and Mexico. Uh, I guess this is the American flag over here. Yep. Um, is that, uh, that almost comes off. And, and you think uh, about the gun control debate. Uh, it almost comes off as symbolism for the the citizens giving up their guns because it's their patriotic duty. Right. Well, I say guns, but their weapons because their government has asked them to, to do so because it's the patriotic thing to do. But I also can't help but notice these look like children. Well, they are children. To represent what I would think would be the future. The future, exactly. Okay. Oh, you're so good. Look at me. I'm look at so... you at 11 o'clock at night, no less. I am so sharp. Yeah, see, he oh. hasn't looked into this stuff, so this is him seeing it with fresh eyes. And then, well, yeah, and, a little bit with fresh eyes. And, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's how we wanted to construct this show, because we mm -hmm. wanted me coming from the angle that you, the audience, is coming from, if you've never heard this before. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but all in all, I you know, a lot of this I, I don't remember. I want you to pull up picture nine, if you can. Yes. All right. And you see, this is um, a soldier that appears to be in like a Nazi-like uniform. Right. Um, he's got to his left, he's got women holding dead children. And then you see uh, ruins to his right. You see the Dove of Peace underneath him looks like he's taking that saber and shoving it up the hind end of the dove right he does <laughs> now why the rainbow i seem to see the rainbow in each one well i don't know what the symbolism of the rainbow is i mean that's you know i mean we see a his... lot of rainbow stuff these days we're we now do. the white house was lit up with the rainbow when we... obama was in there we're now flying that same flag mm -hmm. at our embassies across the world mm -hmm. so What's the deal? Right. You know, obviously... Is there a double meaning behind it? It's 2021. Nobody, I say nobody, but society doesn't look down on gay people or anything like that. But you can't help but think what is the correlation between that symbolism being so prominent today and it being in this artwork. And why is it in the airport? You know, it's one thing to go to a museum and see something like this. Okay, 
But to put it in the airport, in an international airport, it just seems kind of crazy. A very public place where right. all people of different backgrounds, mm-hmm. races, genders, ages are coming through there. Like, this is not Sloth's Furnace. No. This is not a haunted house. And this is in the baggage claim area. <laughs> like, it's kind of, I don't know, it's very morbid. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's there to get people to leave their luggage so they can get free stuff. Maybe they're like, so. hey, what we'll do is we'll scare the crap out of them while they're waiting on their baggage. And they're like, you know what? My baggage is not even not even that worth it. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, so that's just a zoomed in picture of the children turning over their weapons. Yeah. Um, but if you go to the last picture, it's a four mural series. Um, in the last mural it seems now all of this is open to interpretation but it looks as though they have basically restored nature um lowered the population which is something that we depopulation something we hear over and over again seems to be fewer people in the picture the religion has been erased and it's one government and that's what this picture seems to represent um, once again, a lot of it's open to interpretation, but... Um, I, I don't know. Seems pretty cut and dry to me. Yeah, I mean... Imagine all the people. <laughs> the Denver airport reminds me of a lot of songs. No, oh, does it now? Well, um, yeah, that's that's creepy, yo. That's, mm-hmm. that's real creepy. Well, you want to hear something else that's creepy? I'm going a little bit, you know, there's... In front of these murals, there is... If you can click up... Picture 14. Okay. There is a picture of a cart on the floor. All right. And it's a giant cart that's on the floor. And it, you know, it looks like a, a mining cart with the symbols for From gold and table. silver. Yeah. Right? Um, but it's also the, um, now I can't think of the name of the disease. It's a lab-made disease that is attributed to depopulation. Well, I mean, the latest one's obviously coronavirus, COVID-19, but, well, uh, but no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and so that's something that, you know, a lot of people, you know, you go back and forth on that. You are talking about Colorado. It's a mining place, so gold and silver, but it being in front of this particular mural of all places is what makes it seem kind of... But how many times, I mean, you know, you can go the route and say, well, that's a coincidence. This looks mm-hmm. like X, Y, and Z. It's a coincidence, whatever. But how many coincidences do you have before it's no longer a coincidence? And that's kind of a rule of thumb, in my opinion, for life. You know, once you go through all these pictures, and, and what you've seen so far is not all of them. When you see so many that have so many, so much symbolism in them, it, even if it is open for interpretation, right? They all have a theme, and they're all seem they all seem to be tying together. Any artist will tell you when they paint or do whatever they do, they're telling a story. Well, and this stuff was commissioned, so it's not like they just told the artist, "You do you." You know what I mean? Like, this is stuff that was commissioned. Multiple people made the decision on this. Multiple people. It went through several committees uh, for approval. I mean, they've got the Egyptian god of death as one of the statues. You know, there's definitely a theme. They've also got um, 
in the floor, there's a lot of artwork done into the floor. Um, and if you'll pull up, let's see, you see airport 12 right there. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is the sun and what appears to be a UFO rotating around the sun. Okay. You see it? Kind of looks like a snail. <laughs> a snail shell. Yeah. And what's interesting is or I couldn't find any pictures of it. Like, it's some of this stuff is so buried now. It's crazy. I know you're not, like, you're not really in tune with all the car stuff, but you know what a rotor looks like. Yes, I do. I think that's what that is. Oh, you think, think that's a rotor? I think it's a rotor. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it is. A rotor and a snail. I think that you've been doing Uber too long and you've had to change too many of those things. Representing but. a very slow car. Maybe a uh, Chevy Cruze or something. Yeah, maybe so. Or a That'd be a very Camry. big car. Do you see that person standing by that mural? That is, that is pretty big. <laughs> There's no doubt. Yeah, and then they have atriums that look like ruins. And, and I'm not talking about ruins like in South America. I'm talking about like ruins from warfare. Jeez, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy all the artwork that's in there that's so dark. Mm. You know? It's, it's just too much. It's just too much of a coincidence for all those to tie together like they do. Yeah. And there not be something to it. There's got to be. There's absolutely got to be. And then there's symbols around the airport, too. There's a lot of, um, you know, like the Mason Square. Yeah. Like for the Freemasons. Old compass. That's throughout the airport. And they say that it's throughout the airport because the, the Masons help raise money and help do like the time capsule that and, old gang. and and do stuff like that. And that's why that they've been represented all through the airport. But um, I don't know. Mm. It's kind of crazy. So we'll talk about the Masonic capstone next, which is um, number 13. Okay. Okay. So this was dedicated on March 19th, 1994. And you see the symbol right there in the middle of the, of the capstone. Right. Um, in the date, March 19th, 1994, a lot of people believe in this numerology stuff. And if you add 1994 together, that equals 33, which is the highest level of the Freemasons, um, which is an interesting tie to the Masons. Right. I could see that. Yeah. And then you see underneath the date, New World Airport Commission. Okay. New, Which, why, why New World? Why do they call it New World Airport Commission? Why does the airport say this? Or Why is that organization named that? Uh, there is no such organization. Oh. So if you look that up, it doesn't exist and never has. Okay. Um, they say it was a fictional organization that they just used that name to represent everybody that contributed to the airport. Well, the old New World, that old guy. <laughs> yeah. And when the <laughs> when the uh, Denver airport explains it, they say, "Well, it's really supposed to be New Dash World." Yeah, we just we just misspelled saying it. We're it's actually just saying it's a new. It's not New World, and it's so. against our rules to take a chisel and just put a dash in there. <laughs> so, but the contributors that are listed on the capstone are actually, in fact, real people, real oh, organizations. So. Good. Are they alive yeah. or dead, or do we know? <laughs> well, but the actual New World Airport does not exist. Mm. That organization, so. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, they're what what the word airport means for them is order. Right. Well, and the the there's a time capsule under underneath the capstone. Okay. And it's due to be open in 2094, 
which conveniently we won't be around yeah, for. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be around for nothing being dug up out of that airport. <laughs> no. Nothing. I don't know. I'd be kind of interested in seeing what's underneath. No, not me. I mean, I don't want to go down there alone, but. Maybe okay. like opening a freaking Jumanji game or something. Well, and here's what's interesting. So they don't deny that there are tunnels and railways underneath the airport. What they do say is that they initially designed it so that the, the luggage would go underneath the airport um, when it was, you know, taken off the plane and sent to the baggage area. But the cost to run the underground system was too high, so they just uh, basically abandoned that idea, and they do it just like all the other airports now. So Seems legit. So they've got a basement, like an underground system that they don't use. Mm-hmm. Because it was just too expensive to maintain it. How about that? Yeah. So um, what was interesting is that one of these reporters, I watched a video on um, a reporter that did a tour down there underground. And as he was going down the elevator, you know, most of these these reporters, when they went to the Denver airport, um, they were taken down. And they, of course, followed along with the Denver airport's explanation for everything. And were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Of course, that's why you do that. And that's what that picture means and all that kind of stuff. This particular reporter was kind of throwing in slight clues as he was going through. And he would say, like, um, why does the elevator, like, they're going down the elevator. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, here we are, the baggage claim area. And he's like, well, why does the elevator start on floor three? Where is floor one and two? And this is at the military. No, this is at, oh, this is at, this the, is airport. at the airport. Okay. And she's like, oh, we just, I can't remember what she said the explanation was, but... So they don't have a floor one and two in their elevator. It starts at floor three. Yeah, that's And he's like, that doesn't make any sense. He literally says it. And then as they're going through, and she's like, right this way? He's like, well, what does that door go to? And she's like, right this way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like as they're going through the tunnel system. You better shut up or you're going to end up on floor one and two in our death chamber. (laughs) But it was kind of funny. So then he goes back and he talks to other cast members. And they were like, it seems like you didn't believe the stuff that they were telling you. And he, at the end of the thing, was like, you know, we're going to have to clean this up, right? Mm. <laughs> but that was on YouTube. I thought that was pretty interesting. So, yeah. Super creep. Yeah. So another thing about this airport is the runway. Okay. It is not shaped like typical runways. It is shaped like a swastika. No. Uh-uh. Yes, Are you it for is. real? Do we have a picture yes, of it? Yes, we do. There you go. Oh, my God. Do you see it? You got to be kidding me. That ain't, that ain't real. That is, that's absolutely real. It's not uh-uh. denied. They actually said that the reason they designed it this way is so that multiple planes could land and take off during bad weather. Dude, that's straight up. If you're watching this on on uh, the video podcast, there it is. I'm gonna watch my mouse. I'm gonna follow it for you. Down, over, down, and then over here, over. Up, over. Sure enough. Yep. No, they don't the even, old... de- they don't deny it, so. So they're like, yeah, we know it's a swastika, but it's more important that we have more room. What, we're, it's where not is... about the more room. It's about flying during bad conditions is what they're giving the explanation. Where is, where is cancel culture when you need it? <laughs> like, why, why are we not canceling this? Well, they're high. They're in Colorado, so they're smoking oh, the weed. true. So let's, while we're outside talking about the runway, let's talk about the actual land and size of the airport. Okay. The airport is 55 square miles, which is the second largest airport in the world. Now, the way airports are um, 
designated by size is by passengers coming through. So instead of, like, if you were to look up the largest airport in the world, it would say Atlanta. Right. Because they have more passengers coming through. But size-wise, it's a third of the size as the, of the Denver airport. And size matters. Sometimes. <laughs> it's too late for you to be in here. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so, so you've got an airport that is 18th in the world for passengers, but it's the second in the world for, for actual size, physical size. And it's number one in the world for creepiness. <laughs> yes. but So that doesn't make sense in itself, okay? Um, another thing that I found is that the mayor bought up the land around the airport. So, you know, typically when you go to an airport, you have attractions around there, hotels, um, maybe downtowns around close by. You have city space around the airport just like here in Birmingham or in Atlanta this airport has nothing around it they have bought up the land there's nothing around the airport yeah usually around the airport you'll have like it's usually the hood I mean if we're being honest the the hood is around the airport and you know just for the fact of the noise and the traffic and everything else property value diminishes Mm -hmm. and i mean it's just it's the it's the physics of of economics you know it's it's not anything more than that but it it is odd for me anyway to hear that there is an airport where nothing is around because you need civilization okay so how if you fly in the denver airport how you get an uber if you're out in the middle of nowhere are the Uber drivers supposed to drive that far away from the city? I guess they're just sitting in to that lot sit waiting. sit in the waiting lot and wait for planes to hey, land? Hey, maybe they get good fares that way. Well, apparently they do if if they the people have got to go an hour just to get to any sort of civilization. Yeah, it's, it's serious business. <laughs> so I may need to go drive in Denver. Just kidding. Ain't no way I'm going to that airport. Yeah. Well, and then the last thing we'll cover before we talk about the actual conspiracies is the campaign that DIA has used to, I don't want to say cover up, because obviously I don't know if it's really a conspiracy or not, but um, they have really launched a campaign to mock, is that's the word I'll use, to mock conspiracy theorists. Right. If you walk through the airport, <clears throat> excuse me, if you walk through the airport, they have giant, like, I would say wall-sized posters of, like, aliens, cats with tinfoil hats. Um, they have a museum that they've put in that's called the Conspiracy Museum, where it has pictures of the different things that people say are conspiracies, and then they'll have, like, a plaque just like in a real museum that says what the conspiracy is. And then what the truth is. Sounds to me that this looks a lot like a 27-year-old stoner's bedroom that still lives in his mom's house. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) I mean, that's what I'm picturing in my head. No, it's actually pretty nice. And it's in the baggage area as well. I'll tell you the one thing that I thought was the funniest thing. Well, I don't know if it's funny or not, but so... When they were digging up the 110 million cubic feet of dirt, they found an alien skull. Mm-mm. Where's that? Well, here's the thing. 
Somebody dropped them, bro. <laughs> no. They said that they found an alien skull, and then they backpedaled and said, no, 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 we just made an artificial skull to make fun of all the conspiracies people are saying are going on out here. You are fake news. <laughs> so the airport said that they just made an alien skull as a joke, and that's what the person was talking about when they said that they found an alien skull out there. So they have a fake alien skull in this conspiracy theorist museum in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't buying it. Yeah. I wonder if that alien came out of that UFO that's circling the floor. Probably. Probably so. That's probably. They were like, sorry, we killed your homeboy. We'll we'll do a little in in memory of deal. Yeah. I mean, they've done some fun stuff. The month of October... They used yes, the place sounds like so much fun. <laughs> the month of October, they used to celebrate the conspiracies, if you will. They have art exhibits, um, costume contest. This is what bothers me, is they're doing all that stuff to to dismiss it. You know, right. I, I get they're having fun with it, and they're allegedly embracing it, but it sounds to me like they're trying to... Cover it up. Cover it up, <laughs> and... and Put on this this act of, oh yeah, we know it's all a BS. Like, but let's have fun with it. Well, it kind of reminds me of um, when the government started, you know, studying like, hey, if we say everything's a conspiracy, and that if you're a conspiracy theorist, you're crazy. If we say that enough, then people will start disbelieving and won't want anything to do with it. It's kind of the same thing, right? You know, but. Anyway, I thought that was interesting, but my favorite thing that they did do is they brought a gargoyle to life. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, they brought him to life. That sounds awful and terrifying. Yeah, so we've got video of this. They they set this gargoyle up in the airport so that when people would walk by, he'd actually interact with them in real time um, and, and talk to these people. And And you can hear some of them even saying, oh, that's because of the conspiracy theorist, you know? So let's watch this. No, no, I'm bringing it up. Here we go. All right. The the talking gargoyle that's yeah. apparently been brought to life at the Denver airport. For comfort, lady. Oh, oh damn. Um... What, you never seen a talking gargoyle before? Welcome to Illuminati headquarters. I mean, Denver International Airport. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right? It's with Illuminati. <laughs> let's all laugh about it. I ain't buying it. I ain't right. buying it one bit. All right. This is awesome. Hello. Do I know you? <laughs> Are you hungry? No, that face is precious. I know. It's <laughs> so cute. It's like, Mom, I love it. Oh, I'm starving. You got anything for me? Those flowers look delicious. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh it's because of the conspiracy. Oh, it's because of the conspiracy. Look at me. I'm a little know-it-all. You... Even the gargoyle dismisses it. What right. a big joke. Get back over here. I got a question about this conspiracy. Did you have to buy an extra seat for your hat, sir? <laughs> sir, are you stealing a desk? Sir, you have resting confused face. <laughs> Do you have a favorite animal or pet? A caterpillar. A caterpillar? Wouldn't you rather have a gargoyle? No. Yes. You know, you can actually put the phone down and have a conversation with me. But no, I'm a millennial. I've got to post it. I've got to snap face it and Twitter book it. <laughs> Excuse me, miss, I've got a stain that needs some polishing. Can I borrow your cleaning cart? Oh, no. 
<laughs> like, oh no, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. I get it. That's funny. Okay, mm-hmm. they've obviously got somebody that's uh, uh, somewhere nearby or has a microphone where they can, right? A camera where they can see people. But they're putting a lot of energy into this. It's a it's a lot of energy to mock the 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 conspiracy of it. And you know, I would think it was all in good fun if I didn't watch all of the videos that the airport put out. They're very snarky in the interviews. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're laughing and having fun with it. And some of them they are, but they still have a snarky undertone. Like you know, these people are a joke, right? So that's that's what kind of raises my red flags a little bit. Is that what raises your red? Yeah, that's flags? what raises them a little bit. So I've we'll talk wondered. about. You always what? <laughs> I always wondered what raised your red Everything flags. Everything about you raised my red flags. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's a good thing. Oh, well, okay. All right, so we'll talk about the conspiracies. So, of course, you've got people that think that this is uh, the New World Order or Illuminati Central Headquarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Ligargoyle said. Some people think that this is where they're going to have FEMA camps, which I don't see that for this particular thing i do believe in the fema camp thing those but. are going to be at walmart <laughs> and i got can i say i got my first look at that and this is why i'm not a big fan of walmart anymore mm-hmm. i tell people i don't go to walmart anymore but i really do but it was during covid when they were there were so many people going to walmart to get food and whatever else right and they were corralling them in and out like cattle right first of all we're worried about social distancing, but we're putting them in and out the same door. We're going to completely close the other side. Right. We're going to get them to walk right past each other, but they got these gates up running down the side because for some reason, if you walk down halfway down the building and come back around to come in, mm-hmm. it helps protect you from the virus. But just watching the, the body language and people walking by as they were uh, Walmart employees were directing traffic. Right. Directing human traffic. I was like, that's what a FEMA camp looks like. Total conditioning. Mm-hmm. I thought that every time I went. I won't go to Walmart, though, unless I absolutely have to. I had to go to Walmart to get the pins to put the sample if you got. Yeah, that's true. I don't go to Walmart because I send you. That's right. <laughs> I'm the one that has to go. The last one is, and there are several others. Some people think there's aliens underneath there because there are, by the way, I didn't bring this up. But there was a construction worker that came out and said that, um, well, several of them came out and said that there are five multi-story buildings underneath the airport um, with tunnels that are miles and miles long, which is represented by, like, they have all um, 5,000 lines of fiber optic cables running through there that they don't need. Like, there's a lot of stuff that backs it up construction-wise, and you can look into that, but there were construction workers that came out and said, yes, they, they built buildings underneath and that's why it took them so long. And that's why it costs so much more that are built underneath the airport. Right. Okay. And so the last conspiracy theories, uh, conspiracy theory is that it's a military base or a fallout shelter for the elite. And I actually do believe this one. Okay. You know, and I, I believe, I believe this one before I found this last little thing, um, but I stumbled upon a place called Cheyenne Mountain Military Complex, which is new to me, but it's not new to most people. 
Um, it is less than an hour away from the Denver airport. And as you'll see in this video, it makes sense why they would add some additions to this place. And I think maybe it's just an extension of this place right here. And honestly, I think we're having trouble with the audio of this. But I'm going to just because something about this, this particular video, the audio is only coming out of one side. You can hear it in your headphones. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's coming through, but we can kind of explain it as it goes through. Okay. So, all right, as you see, and I'll, I'll rewind it a little bit. They're talking about it being underground under under this mountain. Right. It is. Uh, it's up. a mile underneath the granite. Two hundred feet. And no, it's. Mm -mm. I mean, me two thousand feet. Yes, two thousand <laughs> foot from the top. Jesus, let me do it. I said, yeah, it's, it's one mile underneath um, the granite and two thousand feet from the top of the mountain. Okay. It's a giant command center, and it's been in operation for over fifty years. Okay, it's there are 15 buildings under there, which is what they're showing right now. And they're two to three story buildings each. Um, they've got water reservoirs, which is the next thing they're showing um, that go to these buildings. There are actual lakes under there. Mm -hmm. Okay, the tunnel they're showing now is a two mile tunnel that you have to take to get to these two large doors that are bomb proof. I okay. mean, that looks like your stereotypical um, bank door. Like when you watch a movie mm -mm. in a bank heist. Not at all. It looks <laughs> it looks like that, but like 10 times more, you know, The doors weigh proof. 25 tons. That's great. How do you open it? So, well, they don't hydraulics. open it. Yes, hydraulics open the doors. There are two doors. And up until the early 90s, they kept both doors closed um, or one door closed at all times and um but now they let they leave them both open and they mm. won't close them until there's an emergency that's but, a heavy duty door yeah so and how uh, i how do they prevent this thing from just absolutely caving in cuz looking at the walls here it is it looks like the rock of you know the the mountain or whatever well it's granite first of all yeah um but, I mean, if you look through civilization over, I mean, thousands of years, they have underground cities all over the world. Yeah, that's I mean, true. And this isn't something new, you know? And this is a this, known military base. It used it's to be NORAD. Secret. Yeah, it used to be NORAD, and NORAD ha has moved. Um, but, yeah. And I is, assume this thing is built to, you know, uh, survive a nuclear blast yes. or, you know, some of the... The Earth's most dangerous weapons. Um, they collect a lot of intelligence. I guess intelligence mm -hmm. all over the world. And outer space. They made it very clear in this video that they're watching not just, you know, on this planet, but outer space. Right. So, out of this world. I mean, I would like to visit. I mean, look at that phone. You can't Ooh. visit. <laughs> look at that phone right there. It's even got a sticker to tell you what the number to 911 is. Yeah, so this place has got basketball courts, racquetball courts, uh, tennis courts. It's got grocery stores, restaurants. There's a little hangout area right there. Yeah, this is the little inn. It's got a an actual inn. A and restaurant? this is one of the restaurants. Ooh, that looks good. I mean, they've got it all. Cafeteria, a gym. Mm-hmm. How about that? So, yeah, so this is 38 miles from the Denver airport. And this is what I think is underneath the Denver airport. I think that it's a central hub so that if something does go down, 
They've just expanded this. And I think the reason why they don't want to admit that it's there is for national security reasons. Yeah. You know? So. Well, again, and maybe you've already tied this together, but what is the tie with this and the airport itself? I think that the tie itself is just getting people there quickly. You know, like it's first of all, it's in the center of the country. You know, if if there was an attack from one of one side or the other, you know, it's a it's going to be in the center, so it's harder to get to with weapons like Look nuclear at those weapons. Generators or, that they have. Yeah, they've got six giant generators. I mean, those things are huge. Yeah, they're gigantic, and these are the lake reservoirs. Um, jeez. <laughs> it's like its own city. You know, I, well, it I'm, is. It absolutely is. I'm almost jealous that I'm not... Is that a fake duck? Well, it reservoir? is. It's probably something that's testing or it's it has their, audio it, video equipment in it or something. It's yeah. their skimmer with the chlorine <laughs> tablets in it. How much do you want to bet that's probably exactly I what it is? I bet you that's what it is. Yeah. So there's an so. overview of it for those of you watching the video version yeah. of this podcast. Um, and it sees everything. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. It's pretty cool, and I'm I'm digging into this right now because, like I said, this is actually new to me. This Cheyenne military base, um, but it was formerly NORAD. So, yeah. um, but it makes sense. Like the location is central, like in the center of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it would be a good place. You know, for and you know what else I thought about? I saw on Joe Rogan, um, Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan, and he was talking about how he all of a sudden decided to start building underground tunnels under L.A. And Joe's like, what do you mean you're building underground tunnels? He's like, yeah, I'm trying to fix the traffic situation. But the look on his face was very Mm. like, Mm. this is not really the truth, but I am really doing this. Right. And Joe's like, how did you get permission? Like, what project are you doing he's like i didn't ask for permission i just started digging and that's what we're doing right now we've got a large project where we're digging tunnels under la you know here's where i'm at i i no longer trust smart super smart people with a lot of money i just don't (laughs) right I, I, i would much rather have the the dumbest people on the planet i mean people with straight up Maybe a little common sense, but no book knowledge. No no college degree, no science degree. Like, just general dumb people with money. Because dumb people aren't going to do crazy stuff that's going to affect society. They're not going to use their money to promote population control and build underground cities that nobody's going to know about. Mm-hmm. You know, they're probably going to like buy the Anheuser-Busch plant in St. Louis. Right. You know? <laughs> Are you telling us your dreams yes. and aspirations? That's exactly what I want to do <laughs> if I become as rich as Elon Musk. Yeah. I'm not going to build electric cars. I'm going to build cars that run on hops. Wow. And alcohol. Okay. While doing research for the airport, I found so many cool stories about underground cities in our country that I didn't even realize existed. Yeah. You know, like during Prohibition, they built so many buildings and tunnels underneath New York City just so that they could have speakeasies and and drink. Even the mayor of the city was down there drinking and stuff, you know? Will you be mad if I ask you again what a speakeasy is? 
It's a place where they would go and drink during Prohibition. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah we right. have we have a place in downtown Birmingham called Speakeasy. Yeah, see, it's I pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and that makes sense because when yeah. you drink, you speak easy. <laughs> say stuff you probably shouldn't want, shouldn't say. Well, anyway, it's it's pretty cool. I think that the conspiracy that the tunnels and the buildings are, I think it's definitely true. Um, obviously don't know, but I think it's tied to this military base. I think they're just expanding, you know, and for national secure uh, for national security, for security reasons, they're just not telling us well, national security. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and when the UFO stuff comes out, who's to say that some of that's not going to be tied into it? It may be. And, I mean, you know, here, here on highly suspect, we will be talking about that stuff as it comes out as well. Yeah. Because uh, we're on top of the UFO stuff. We're very fascinated with it, as I know a lot of you guys are. And, uh, you know, whenever it comes out, you know, that's you just go ahead and count on us being the ones to break it down. Because uh, we're definitely going to hook you up. So so oh. what, do you, what do you think about this? Do you think that there's something going on at the Denver airport? Or do you think it's just artists doing their thing no i think some shady stuff going on I, I, again i go back to too many coincidences to to not mean something mm-hmm. um it, it may be a something that is i don't know i i think i think there's a lot of evil stuff going on with it you mm-hmm. know and not just people that you know made some artwork and is promoting it within the holes of the baggage claim right uh, i think there's something much more sinister to it but it's also sure kind of blending in with the real world and and capitalism and making money in the sense of embracing the conspiracy theory while mocking it to dismiss it among mm-hmm. the people and they maybe maybe it's even getting to a point where they're doing things that look conspiracy like in order to keep the theme going Mm -hmm. but we would have to do a whole nother show on the timeline of when certain pictures were placed in the airport and and that whole thing to kind of break that down but something's going on there's no doubt in my mind well some of it has been removed some of the artwork has been removed but you know what else this makes me think about is the georgia guidestones you know because that's something else that was placed there kind of you know, in plain sight, talking about population control, restoring nature. A lot of the themes that are in this artwork are on the guidestones. I could see you absolutely losing your ish if we find out that the guidestone people and the Denver airport people are the same person. What if they are? You would lose your mind. Maybe so. You got to know it! There's a time capsule at the Georgia Guidestones, too. Yeah, we're going to dig it up. When are we going to go? Tomorrow. Like, no, we're not. The day after tomorrow. Can we go Sunday? Oh, my God. On Father's Day? Yes. I went on a road, I went on a road trip for Mother's Day for you. That's true. I you sure did. did. And well, it was no. a lot further, though. How long was that road trip? Take that back. You went on a road trip before and after Mother's Day. That's right. Not so, on Mother's Day. How long was that trip? It's long. Yeah. Well, the way up there was 12 hours. The way back was 17. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was brutal. 
Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this um, topic. I did. Yeah. It was good stuff. And I had we a lot of fun. Appreciate each and every one of you guys hanging out. As always, make sure you comment, you like, you share, and you subscribe to Highly Suspect so we can continue to bring you these amazing, amazing podcasts and conspiracies that maybe you did not know about. Shout out to Vapor Forge once again. Also, patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who all that money you guys send us on Patreon gets you exclusive content, and that money goes right back in to this podcast so we can keep it going. Trish, thank you once again. I enjoyed it. Can't wait to do it next time. Until next time. Bye, guys.